Thanks for that. I yeah, appreciate that was, it. You just I, helped me that decipher. I, not that I could read it at all. <laughs> it's just, oh, smoking, coughing, they go together. Yeah. Not since uh, Bride of Chucky, which hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> has there been such terrible note-taking skills done by me? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. It was a weird eventful week. Okay. like... Not like stories, story weird. <laughs> it's like that sucks. <laughs> things happened, mostly positive. Are you pregnant? I'm not pregnant. Oh, soy soy embarazado. Mm. It's a false cog- cognate. Mm. Okay, so nothing to share. I'm just gonna say like, <laughs> yeah, no. good things happened. <laughs> Nobody gets to I know. I usually rely on you to have like stories. You're the one with like kids and stuff. Yeah. Usually, like things happen in a house. Yeah. Yeah, they happen. I don't know if I have anything great. I don't know. I, I helped my girlfriend produce a 30-second uh, video. That's cool. That was fun. Like, we almost broke up like seven times, but... Yeah? we Now really, streaming on Pornhub, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's really disappointing because we're both very creative people, and I would love to do more projects with her, but every time we come together, it's just our creative processes are so dynamically opposed like she another. wants to do stuff and you you want to procrastinate? No. Because <laughs> in the moment... Because I, I feel did, like I could vent to her. <laughs> in the moment I get shit done. Have I ever showed up here without having my shit in order? No, that's true. I'll give I that to you. I wrote a story uh, and a the wi- night before. An award-winning story. An award-winning story the <laughs> night before. I don't hear no complaints. <laughs> other than, please stop, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Which was pretty universal, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I was, it's it's really disappointing that how we come together and our processes are so different and like it's it's just this weird thing where we're yelling at each other and we both realize that it's really stupid, mm-hmm. but you can't but you don't stop. And then like afterwards, you have the conversation like that was really stupid. Yeah, that was really stupid. Why did we do that? I don't know, but we do it every time. So every time we, my <laughs> wife and I, fight. Uh, and we also we pull this out a lot. Like when usually we, we do a good job with, with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like when one of us is super frustrated and like kind of our, at our wits end, yeah. the other one's usually not. Like we take we like you tag in and out, yeah. right? Um, okay, I got the patience this time. I'll tag in exactly, exactly. So um, one of the things that we say more than any other to each other is and no yelling on the bus. <laughs> And it's because one of us will just be screaming at the kids, be quiet, stop screaming. And they're freaking out and they're losing their mind. And the other one will just kind of, so the kids can't hear, they'll be like, no yelling on the bus. <laughs> and uh, that just kind of says you're being completely irrational. Yeah. Stop. Take a minute. <laughs> take a breather. Stop. Uh, I heard you said your son, take a breath. Your, your three-year-old son. Yeah. Take a breath. Calm down. Take a breath. I thought that was hilarious. Like, what that means nothing to a three year old. No, we that's one of our things, man. Like he I assumed. Uh, he's very uh he maybe on the autistic spectrum. Okay. Um and stuff. So that's one of them is like we'll like bear hug him basically mm-hmm. and, and tell him to breathe and, and calm down and things like that. Because otherwise it'll be a fork to the eyeball for me or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why we connect so well. That's true. We might be in the same spectrum. (laughs) 
Oh, you guys just, it's, it's a match. Yeah. You guys are paired up together. Um, yeah, I don't think I have an anecdote or anything. It's a great intro. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, we watched Housebound. We did watch Housebound. Did, did you like Housebound? I, I, I did really enjoyed Housebound, yes. This was our New Zealand double bill. New Zealand <laughs> comedy from 2014 double bill. New Zealand horror comedy. Yes, exactly. Um, again, I had to go through a lot of options to get to these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I curated it. Would you say these are both in your top ten horror comedies from New Zealand in the year 2014? Um, if I... Sh- yeah, I might have to go through the rest of my list, but probably mm-hmm. in my yeah. top ten, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was such a, it was such a banner year, 2014. <laughs> so, before we dive too much into it, I still don't... I haven't heard much rumblings of it lately, but there was for a while, they were remaking Housebound. Okay. Like, for a wider audience? Yeah. Like, the American version? And, like we've kind of said, like, I'm fine with remakes. Yeah. But what would be the point of remaking this movie, man? I mean, it's because The Ring... I guess. But I guess that was in a different language. That was at least in a different language, yeah. I don't know. I found their their New Zealand accents like made the movie better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't understand at all. Like there are people that get all hung up like, "Well, they're making their stream this I'm like that's 30 years old. Of course they can come up with new ideas. A new generation Housebound is fine the way like there's nothing <laughs> I, I don't know. Nothing's I don't get changed it. in the last 3 years. No. Uh well, I guess I guess the boy came out right is that the name of the movie there were two movies that came out called the boy like the one from last year oh you're referencing that it's got the same yeah i i debated it so you've seen that movie i know i've i just know about it oh okay i did like thought like that would be a good double bill but it would ruin either other the other movie <laughs> yeah like when you went to see it so um, I like the creepy doll aspect of that one yeah um the uh the, do you know the movie death at a funeral I love that movie. Which one? <laughs> because yeah, because you know where I'm going with this, yeah. right? They they remade it. So I love the one with Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to be fair, I did, I thought the remake was fine, but it's basically the exact same movie as Death at a Funeral, except tinted a do- yeah. di- bit different. <laughs> That's all it is, right? Yeah. It's literally they just made a white version and a black version. Yeah, well, a British version and a black version. Yeah, but but that seemed completely pointless to me too. I guess. I mean, they made airplane and soul plane. So, are you talking <laughs> <laughs> again? Like thirty years difference between them. <coughs> yeah, but what if Snoop Dogg were the pilot? Touche. And the whole thing was full of weed. So Snoop Dogg always reminds me of somebody that looks really, really dirty. Yeah, like just dirty. So the the biggest convention for video games every year is, well, at least the biggest in America is E3. That's where all the companies come out and and announce their games and everything. I'm, I've heard of this. Yeah. Uh, last year it was the big one of the big ones was Battlefield One, which Battlefield is a first person shooter, big World War Two, and then uh, they went more modern, and then the hook in this one is it's back to World War One. And so one of the things they did, one of the promotional things, is they had a big, like, 64-person battle with a bunch of uh, professional gamers and celebrities mixed together on teams. And uh, a lot of of them were, like, rappers and everything, and one of them was Snoop Dogg. And (laughs) it was the best because 
he had zero kills and like seven deaths. And the whole time he had a lit blunt just sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> and they keep cutting to him. And he's just like doing nonsense inputs on the controller. <laughs> just like going around in circles. But, you know, smoking, having a good time. Yeah, they dubbed look, it Weed 3. He looks dirty. <laughs> I would not do much better. I tried, I've tried to play like up-to-date video games, mm-hmm. and I can't do it at all. Like I heard the new Mortal Kombat had like Jason and Leatherface in it, mm-hmm. so I rented it from Redbox. And Alien and Predator. Uh, went to play it at my parents' house for my little brother's mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember which one was which. I think Jason was there and maybe another one. But the other two were like downloadable ones. So I had to spend like (laughs) seven bucks just to play those. And I was like, ah, it's not worth it for me. Right. Yeah. You should have waited for uh, Mortal Kombat XL and all the DLC characters in it. Yeah. Yeah. Jason and Leatherface were both downloadable characters. Uh, Mortal Kombat is like maybe my favorite video game franchise, even though I suck balls. There's a Friday the 13th video game coming out. Oh, like cool. a full-fledged, like you're going to play six different versions of Jason. Huh. Um, so I really want to play that. I'm sure I won't. Like I, I'll play it for an hour and yeah. be like, okay, I've had my fill. I know what this is, but um, pretty awesome, I think. I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast. I feel like I've talked about it recently, but uh, they made a video game that it's basically it's a bunch of serial killers versus a bunch of victims, and the victims, so, you you know, it's it's this asymmetrical gameplay where it's like you're four or five victims and you have a task to do and if you complete the task and get out alive like you win and if the serial killer kills all of them then he wins and then as part of dlc they put michael myers in the game oh that's cool and uh apparently it's like a a lot of fun uh this i know you get to play as him or the camp counselors so you can choose if you're that's cool yeah unlike the nes game uh, you're only the camp counselors and couldn't do dick. <laughs> so you've seen it, but I made a custom bust of the Nintendo Jason because nostalgia. It's <laughs> like, badass. Like I know that the it's the game is terrible. Oh yeah. But I even just like seeing the the action figure and seeing people play the game, like the nostalgia of like trying to convince my like eight-year-old self that this had to be good because i love nintendo yeah and it's a horror game on the nintendo of course it had to be good i must be missing something and i'm dumb uh i was i was right (laughs) in that it was bad but still like that nostalgia of like longing to like it uh yeah definitely won me over and to the point where i made it myself (laughs) because it's not out there uh housebound housebound all right overall thoughts other than good it was good. Um, we'll do synopsis before we kind of get yes, into I'm it. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's weird premise, and I didn't, I didn't know this was a thing. Maybe you know because I don't live in New Zealand. But uh, a girl is twenty year old woman, girl, whatever, uh, is uh, accused of a crime and sentenced to eight months of house arrest at her mom's house, and. Uh, ghostly stuff happens basically there's the house is haunted Mm -hmm. seemingly yeah uh so we open with the girl 
and the guy who we never see, <laughs> never know anything more about him, mm-hmm. trying to break into an ATM. Yeah. So they explode the ATM. She Well, first he knocks himself out. He knocks himself out <laughs> by trying to hit the ATM with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. It bounces back and hits him in the face. Correct. Forehead. I think face would be worse. I mean, I think the forehead is part of your face. I mean, yeah, if it hit you right in the bridge of the nose, that would be way worse. But yeah. I consider forehead part of the face. Okay. Doctors let us know who's right here. <laughs> I feel. Um, so I know a guy who got arrested for trying to break into an ATM. <laughs> wow. Um, Do I know this person? No. Dang so uh, years ago, I detasseled corn. Have I said that here? Mm-hmm. I have said that here. Yeah, your uh, detasseled corn fight. Oh, yeah, I got into a fight when we were yeah. doing that. So one of the guys that I worked with there later in life tried to break into an ATM uh, with a blowtorch. Smart, smart. And it did not go well for him <laughs> at all. As so. far as police or police. as far as blowtorch? No, police. I okay. mean, I'm assuming he didn't get very far with the blowtorch. <laughs> I thought he meant to like lit he himself did. on fire no, or something. No, no, not to my knowledge. He doesn't. Uh, he didn't strike me as a guy that like got the schematics and mm-hmm. like figured out the weak point to use the blowtorch. Right. I think it was more like got oh, blowtorch. Fire, just fire, fire, make just money, fire. <laughs> uh, also, during that time, I, the the thing I remember, like we were friendly when we were there, and like uh, there were two sisters when we were doing corn, detasseling corn. And uh, one of them wanted him, I mean, as much as you can want the 14-year-old version of the guy, right? <laughs> there uh, are hormones going about And I remember, them. like, we're sitting, like, on this old, retired, nasty school bus that they used to transport us from field to field in. Classy. And he was talking to me, like, and she was between us, and she leaned in and started making out with him. And he was, like, just looking me in the eyes, like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> and uh, I don't, it was some Wikipedia rabbit hole. I should have researched this before. Some Wikipedia rabbit hole through from porn stars got me to some porn stars Wikipedia page, and it said that her first job was detasseling corn. I'm assuming this is Brie Olson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I it. Went, I went to school with her. Yeah. So I guess this isn't as exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's don't... the the porn star from Woodburn. Oh, that's common knowledge. I felt okay. Well, I figured it out. I mean, it's common knowledge around here because we're because she's a local celebrity. That's what we produced. I didn't know she was. I didn't know that. Yeah, I found it on my own. Yeah. So Uh, that was Brie Olson that he was making out with. Yeah, but that's not because she's a few years younger than us. But that wasn't her. That's not her real name, is it? I don't think so. Okay, so that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I meant like it, well, the story I was realizing wasn't adding up in my head because I didn't think that was her name. Right. But of I'm course, sure her real name is her... probably on Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't care that she much. Was, like I went, I was in third grade and she was in kindergarten. I think like so. I don't think I ever knew her. Was she I hot? Just went into was a, she hot? For uh, a five year old, <laughs> me being a seven eight year old, I'm gonna say no. Okay, okay. I probably would have thought she had cooties. <laughs> Uh, she probably has cooties now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So she gets sentenced to, uh, live with her mom for eight months, which they don't consult her mom, at least not. I feel like the they scene. have to like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the judge is like eight months to your mom's sentence over. 
And then they go call her mom, like, guess yeah. who's coming home? It's the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch is coming back. Uh, so her mom is kind of the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. Her mom is awesome. Yeah. Like, the, one of the very first things she says, like, they're putting the ankle bracelet on her. And she's like, well, aren't you lucky you get all that technology yeah. you carry around on your ankle? <laughs> the uh, uh, And this girl is a, I don't use this word lightly. She is a cunt to her mom, man. For most of the movie, yeah. She is such a shit. Yeah. Just mean. She's the first third of the movie. She's just a horrible person in general. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just completely just terrible. Just, like, eats an entire meatloaf that was going to be <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Just out of spite. And she was not a big girl. No. So, like, it was just angry eating. Or, like, just, like, nobody else is going to get this meatloaf. <laughs> Like, as opposed to when I eat a whole meatloaf, it's just like, I wish I had two meatloafs. <laughs> You're just in, a, like, a corner sh- shame eating. Yeah. It's I, not hate eating. No. It's shame eating. It's shame eating. Yeah. I split the meatloaf in half and put a, a brick of Velveeta cheese in between. <laughs> Make a, a meatloaf sandwich. Mm, meatloaf sandwich. Uh, I also loved, she's got, like, a little flip phone that she, they call her on when her um, ankle bracelet goes off, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Look, he's get, she's got one of those iPhones. <laughs> she's got an iPhone. Isn't and it she, great? She's got an iPhone." And she tells her no like three times, yeah. and she still keeps saying it's an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember who it is, but one of the v- beginning scenes, I think it's the mom, is smoking a cigarette. Maybe it's the girl. It's got to be the girl. The girl is smoking. Yeah. She goes outside to smoke. And she starts coughing because there's like smoke coming from in the house. It's coming from the yard across because it's yes, the, the I'm sorry. creepy it's, guy. It's the red herring yeah. that we'll find later. That's mm-hmm. what it is. But I love the idea that you're smoking a cigarette, inhaling smoke into your lungs, and then this peripheral smoke that billows over is going to make you cough. And I'm not pooping on the movie because I've grown up around a lot of smokers. That would happen. <laughs> like yeah. they would differentiate it completely. Their oh, yeah. body is able to be like good smoke, bad smoke. <laughs> yeah. The the cleaner smoke makes me cough. <laughs> the one full of cancer is just like I've been I've built up this immunity to. Yeah, no, it feels good. It feels good. I remember my waking my dad up like years ago. So I went through a stage where I was so paranoid that my parents were gonna die in their sleep. <laughs> okay. That I would like check them every night. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night, go check them and be like, Okay, they're breathing. <laughs> Everything's okay, and, and then we're go both ba- pretty messed up, and go back to bed. <laughs> and and uh, they, uh, there was one like where my dad was like coughing and choking. I'm just like, Dad, Dad, you need to wake up and smoke a cigarette because you're coughing. <laughs> like he's like, Okay, good idea, son. I should probably do that. He got up, and just <laughs> smoked. <laughs> oh, I once. Uh, you know, yep. I didn't, I didn't, my mom was a smoker, is a smoker, unfortunately, uh, like 40 years on now, 45 years-ish, crazy, uh, but I was like four or five years old, and I got into her purse, she had a pack of cigarettes she had smoked like one or two out of, and I just went, I just snapped it in two, and broke all the cigarettes, <laughs> and we were poor. So, she was crying because she was she was not gonna have she was not gonna have cigarettes for that day. But me, I'm just thinking I don't I don't like everyone tells me cigarettes are bad. 
you tell me cigarettes are bad. Don't do this, son. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, I just, I didn't want her to die. Yeah. And that's the day she stopped smoking. Oh, no. No. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) That's the day she beat my ass. Have you ever smoked a cigarette? I have never smoked a cigarette. Have never you ever had a drop of alcohol. Uh, I took a puff of a cigarette once. I was probably eight, and like okay. my parents were doing something, and I was like, "What is this all about?" And then I was just like, "That was the worst thing ever. <laughs> never, ever, ever doing that again, at all." Um, I have a sister that smokes, and I don't understand that at all. Like, she's seen like the terribleness and the grossness and everything of it yeah. her whole life and then she's like that sounds good to me yeah i'm gonna do that now uh so i don't i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do drugs but weirdly i have a i have a dream like every couple of weeks where i'm just like drinking or like smoking pot or something and then i'll be like doing it like yeah this is what i do <laughs> and then i'll just be like wait a minute <laughs> no <laughs> and then i realize oh i must be dreaming <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just go back to smoking on this J. Uh, the uh, pretty quickly in the movie, also we have a peeing scene. Yes, I wrote my notes. Russ is gonna love this. <laughs> so this is rare. I usually I, I don't think we've ever done this before. I'm gonna let you read my notes about this because this always goes well well i think you'll be able to make those out you say i don't think we've it's ever a, done this before it's a ra- sure we've done it's this around before. where all the explanation marks are <laughs> <laughs> so this pee scene is unique and it was pretty traumatic for me because they really drove this pee scene home well it's it, it's part it's what gave it com- comedic value because uh, it's very, very, very loud. So it's so loud. So I have the words "girl peeing" with about seven exclamation marks, and I'm just like, "Ugh, puking." And then, like, she tapers off, and there's a dribbling effect. Well, she cuts it off because she hears a noise. Not yet. Nope. 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 Not yet. So it, it tapers. Then she hears a noise and cuts it off. Then there is a second wave. Okay. And then she hears the noise again. And then she goes with what I can only describe as a spurt, where it's just like an angry, full, just disgusting release of (laughs) urine from the urethra. And she just is like, and it comes out. And then there's like the final angry, just like, I don't even give a shit. I'm just going to piss in this toilet. To me, that was like, I better hurry. So I'm just going to power this out. Uh, every to be everything she did looked angry, <laughs> so that she, if there's an ever an angry face when you're peeing, she she nailed it with that. I think she just has RBF. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, around that time, she looks into the camera, mm-hmm. and then they never do that ever again. When she, I was, I was like, is this? I've marked it down. I was like, okay. She looks into the camera. Is this a one-time thing, or is this a device they're going to use currently throughout the film? Nope, it's I don't recall. I don't recall. It's just like it wasn't quite like Jim from the office like looking at the camera, but it was almost that. It was just like a tenth of that. Hmm. It was definitely looking into the camera and I thought I it was weird enough for me to mark it down. I got nothing. Um how next, we, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. Uh, this is fun. The next note that I have is is uh 
I want to be under house arrest. Like, yeah, I think I would be okay with Eight that. Eight months of doing nothing. Uh, yeah, I would be good with that. Like, yeah. is at my parents though. Yeah, like, I don't want to be at my house with my kids. Like, oh, they're forced to take care of you. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I could, I could handle that. I think. Yeah. I say that, but like when I take a vacation after like two days, I'm just like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> I need to start a project of some type. Um, you could do so many activities. Yeah. I always think that I'm like, I got all these movies I haven't watched and everything, but then I just end up like starting a new business or a new project <laughs> or something that I, I start writing a new book that I don't finish. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my next note here is dial-up internet is worse than no internet because it is. <laughs> dial-up internet is the worst thing. It was the best thing when it was the only thing. Then when it was no longer the only thing. I had like five more years of dial-up internet when everyone was like, DSL, cable, like I have all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I still have AOL. <laughs> did I did I tell the first the story about the first time that we got AOL? Maybe. Okay, well, you're getting it again. Woo! So the I remember we got uh, AOL, first time we'd had internet and everything. It was a big deal. My mom had never seen it, so f- took forever. Like I remember her and my dad like, going to set it up and then it was like ooh, they want to know what our email name and password will be this is going to be a while kids go away and then like my mom and dad had a conference about what their name and password was going to be and everything so they did that we set it up the next day we log on so like the family's crowded around it's Mm -hmm. it's my mom my dad's not home from work my my mom three kids we're all crowded around and uh log in and then you hear the friendly aol guy say you've got mail so my mom's like, oh, I've got mail. So she opens it and it's like, uh, hey, remember me from high school? And she's like, this internet thing is amazing. <laughs> I just got on and somebody found me from high school. Who could this be? Click. And then it's just a blue text. And she's like, huh, click here. Click. So she clicks. <laughs> and this is dial up internet. So you see like. It's scrolling down from the top, and there's like, oh, it's a, it's going to be a picture. Oh, it's a woman's face. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I recognize her. This is weird. I don't think, and it's slowly scrolling down, and then it gets to a moment probably past the shoulders when it clicks in my mom's head. Like, this is not someone she knows from high school. There is about to be boobies on this screen. This internet is a bad thing. So she's just <laughs> frantically like, go, get out. Because, of course, she just doesn't she know how to close how to a window. Yeah, exactly. So it's just panic. She's about one step away from, like, lighting the computer on fire to make sure her kids don't see boobs. So she's just <laughs> she's just yelling at us to go away. And, of course, I'm, like, four steps away but still looking, like, because I got an idea of what I'm going to see. But these are different boobs than I've seen before from Weekend at Bernie's and Terminator. Uh, All right. So there's a good question. What were you? So I just said that. I'll tell mine and then I'll see if you have anything relating. So growing up there, my parents were fine with the violence, not okay with the sex. Mm -hmm. So there were a few things that slipped through. Weekend at Bernie's, for example, there is a scene in which like he's. Sli- it might be working at Bernie's too, where he's like going down a beach and rips off a girl's top. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a one second where her top is open. Yeah. There's also a small sex scene in Terminator with Lim- Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Both of those movies, I think those might be the only nudity that I had 
in the house on VHS at any point. Yeah. Um, so those were definitely rewound. Why is it really worn out? Like right here for these eight <laughs> seconds. Um, my neighbor had Point Break, okay. uh, and there's like a scene like where they like do a raid on a house or something, and there's a girl that was showering. Mm-hmm. And that was like 10 seconds. So I remember watching that over and over in his basement. Yeah. Um, you can probably get through that at least one and a half times. So there was, uh, yeah, there was, it was definitely restricted and I couldn't, there wasn't a whole lot there. So, you know, you know, uh, the movie I saw over and over again throughout my childhood in high school. Do you, do you remember? Hey, and the weird. <laughs> Nell. Nell. Is there nudity in Nell? Jodie Foster's boobs are in there. For she's like we had Nell too. I was missing out on this nudity. She's like she's like uh, bathing in the lake, and oh, like yeah. far away, right? I remember that, but yeah, that was that was not on my radar. I've still never seen Jodie Foster's tits. I've seen that movie probably two dozen times. Every single time, my mom like doesn't matter from. 12 she knew to like 27 whatever cover your eyes oh all right i love that nell is on rewatch in your house like that's, we loved that movie you know that that's a weird movie to My rewatch mom and I that both love that movie for some reason i don't know i've got i've got two awkward nudity stories a tay and a weird skew and a belly <laughs> I used to crack Russ up every day in high school. I would just come up to him to hey and to win, and he'd start to giggle and like shimmy. Much like I'm doing. And then skew into belly. He would just lose his shit. (laughs) Much like he is now. I'm well aware this is not as funny as I think it is. (laughs) I have no illusion, but I love it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Your uh, nudity so stories. I had uh, a neighbor across the street who uh, was very, very religious. So religious, they have like 15 kids. That kind of religious family. And they rented a movie called Airplane. And not only does that have pretty much very adult humor, but uh, there's a scene where the plane's going down. And everyone, everything's bouncing around, and then they just cut to a close-up of boobs bouncing up and down for like three seconds. And, and so we're just watching, and then all of a sudden, boobs on the screen, and I'm just like, this is the most awkward <laughs> three seconds of my entire life. Because then the, it was over with, and then the dad got up, turned off the VHS, and was like, all right, everybody out. I was like, okay, good. Because that was really awkward. I get to like get away from that situation. Uh, the situation that I was not let out of, so I had to let myself out of. Have you ever seen Jerry Maguire? No. Okay. The opening credits of that movie is Tom Cruise having sex, what I can only describe as all over his apartment, for the entire opening credits. So, that's not on the back of the box. And my, when I was at my grandparents' house, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, Jerry Maguire, we haven't seen this. I haven't seen that either." Let you know we're eating lunch. They pop in the VHS, 
and I'm like 12 years old going, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is, oh, God. They're super chill about it, which I totally didn't expect. But I'm just like, oh, God. I still haven't seen Nell's boobs. Oh, oh God. Uh, hey, can I, uh, can I, how about I get your plates and take them in the kitchen like a good grandson? Gather up, get the hell out of there. And just like stand in the kitchen listening to the for the sex sounds to stop <laughs> emanating from the living room. Your grandmother and grandfather <laughs> watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's probably my most awkward movie nudity story. Yeah. I, I did. I did a lot of covering my eyes. I did once uh, get caught surfing. Like HBO and stuff, looking for boobs at a friend's house by his mom. <laughs> like my friend was asleep, and I was like, "All right, well, they she didn't know that we knew their password to the the satellite, and I was just like, I'm not sleepy. I'm just gonna stay up." And she walked in and and caught me and changed the password. And we got a stern <laughs> talking to the next morning. <laughs> and your poor friend's like, "I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm stupid, Justin." Um, my sister had a boyfriend that lived with at my parents house with her and my parents were already a little iffy on this guy but they're trying to be like the accommodating parents to to their daughter and things like that yeah and one night uh my mom woke up in the middle of the night and went out into the to the through the living room going to the kitchen and boyfriend was just sitting in the dark on the couch she she was she's like what are you doing He's like, nothing, I'm going to bed now. So he got up and went to bed incredibly awkwardly. So she was like, what is going on? And she turned on the TV and he had bought on their account, mind you, like the $30 uh, direct TV porn, like five hour thing. <laughs> so like she caught him in mid stroke, obviously. <laughs> like, it just uh, like what an idiot what yeah. a piece of shit to do that yeah more piece of shit but you totally deserve to get busted by your girlfriend's <laughs> mom when you chart like he there's no getting away with that no. they're gonna know at some yeah. point they're gonna look at the cable bill and see that they spent 30 dollars there probably will be an awkward exchange with my dad like yeah. did you buy this <laughs> nope are you sure you didn't buy this <laughs> no i didn't buy this oh it had to have been this one younger so. siblings yeah, I think that was the idea. It could have been blamed on yeah. somebody else. Nope. He was if he put that much thought into he, it. He was busted. He was like, "Man, I got to get one out." <laughs> and I have to do it <laughs> in the middle of my girlfriend's parents' living room on the first night I ever meet them. <laughs> Good job. It was terrible. What a douchebag. <laughs> um Speaking of douchebags. Yes. This woman. This woman. Yeah. Um She's awful. So there's she uh the, she finds that her mom believes that there uh, is an entity or something in the house. Mm-hmm. She doesn't buy it. Yeah. She ends up buying it as some series of events start to happen to her. Yeah. She uh, goes down to the basement and then there's like several false jump scares mm-hmm. until you see a hand grab her like foot. Yes. And as soon as I saw the hand grab the foot, I was like, oh, okay. I know what's going on here. Oh, you put it together that quick. Yeah. Good for you. I figured. Yeah. Because, you know, they say, like, she said it looked like a tattered sheet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like a dumb ghost story, something. 
And then as soon as I saw the real hand, I'm like, oh, because it was, you know, clawed and and it just looked unkempt. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, there's somebody in the walls. I didn't put together all the the other stuff. There's still twists and turns. Yeah. But I was like, oh, somebody in the walls. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and so there, her probation officer ends up coming over because she sets off the alarm. Yeah. Uh, and he's dressed in full pajamas. <laughs> Do people actually wear pajamas like that? Matching pajamas? Yes. I mean, like, I, I feel like those only exist in movies. Yeah. I own like pajama bottoms because they're comfortable. But I think I've said it before on this podcast. Like, I just sleep in the nude. Yeah. It's, it's too restricting. Otherwise, yeah. I'm sure that people do it, but like I want to just see that. I don't know. I appreciate it like more Dick when Dick Van Dyke. I, yeah, I appreciate it more when I see somebody showing up in like an old T-shirt, you know, yeah. and sweatpants or whatever. Um, but this is awesome because he should they tell him they think it's haunted, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is my passion. Yeah, like I'm into this." And probably my favorite moment in the movie is that he pulls out his recorder. Yeah, and he's like. Waiting to hear some sounds and recordings and things like that. And the music is building and everything. They're zooming in on this tape recorder because you know Mm -hmm. you are going to hear some sounds. You're going to hear a ghost respond to the questions he's asking. Right. And then nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Like, that's what I love about this movie. The music cues, the uh, sound effects, all of them are, like, hyper real. Oh, yeah. Like... It's totally leading you in a direction. Right. But not only that, like, not even the leading, but it's, like... Random sound effects will be way bigger than they should be, and that 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 adds the hyper realism. I think is is great. It really adds to the to not only the tension but also the release of tension. I wish you hadn't gotten the 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 end, the surprise so soon, because yeah. I feel like you would have enjoyed it even more. Like if you were surprised as these things happen. Uh, I mean, the I think the twist at the end is is real good. Yeah. Um, so the mother, uh, and the daughter, mm-hmm. I think are an awesome pair. Like, I feel like Definitely. they, they go back and forth. Awesome. I feel like it was really good casting and the way that they, they zip back and forth mm-hmm. was, was really great casting. Um, the, uh, the, one of the best lines I think is, so the, uh, the guy that is into the paranormal research, right. the probation guy, he comes and he's installing cameras and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the girl tells him that if something shows, she's just going to punch him in the face. And his line is, you can't punch ectoplasm. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome, because it's spoken like a true, like, yeah. I don't buy any of this ghost stuff in the slightest right. in real life. And, like, I've seen a few of those ghost things. I don't buy any of it. I think everybody talks out their ass, and everybody is an expert on it. Everybody mm-hmm. just makes up whatever, because they can't be PK disproven. And- and that's the perfect yeah. example of that. Like, you can't punch ectoplasm. He said with such definity that he knows that's the answer, mm-hmm. and she is the dumbest person for saying she was going to punch it. Yeah. And spoiler, <laughs> she could definitely punch it in the face. <laughs> uh, so they she finds a clue to the the murder. The, the whole thing is there was a 14-year-old girl murdered in the house because the house used to be in a sane asylum. Uh, I don't think it was or a halfway home. It was yeah. a halfway home. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, so yeah, the whole thing is this fourteen-year-old girl was cur- was killed in her childhood bedroom, and so it leads her to find go searching through the vents and find this lockbox, and she opens it up, and I love the first thing she finds is twenty-year-old weed. Yeah, 
which comes back which to come bite back later. to like, bite her in the ass. Yeah, it's just like, well, you swept the whole house, didn't find anything. Well, not quite nothing. Hold up the twenty-year-old <laughs> bag of weed, and she says, "That's not mine." But it, <laughs> but then she had to be like, "Oh, I guess it it is mine." But it's <laughs> the uh, um. So about this time when she's they're talking to the cops. Mm-hmm. They go to the mom and they say the line, something along the lines of like, so your official report is that this incident involved the restless spirit of a vengeful ghost. Yeah, that's, that's what you want there. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. That sounds good. We're, we're done here. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a red herring in the neighbor they think is the one that committed the crime. Mm-hmm. He's so, like He's like the Home Alone neighbor. He is. The, yeah, he looks exactly talk, like the Home Alone neighbor. You're we right. We talk about Home Alone a lot of this, I guess. <laughs> We're in our Home Alone phase of the podcast. Yeah. Um, don't worry. We'll get back to penises soon. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a red herring there. They spend some time going after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, they find that it's actually uh, her, the psychiatrist that's been assigned to her. Right. Um, and like you said before, they find out there's a dude living in the walls. Turns out it's Daniel Stern. It's. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You've been sitting on that the whole night. Like, yeah. Oh, I got my Daniel Stern singer. When's, when am I going to drop it? When am I going to drop it? Right here it comes with a drop it. And then right now you're silently like, yes, it landed. Yes, I'm so happy it landed. Oh, nailed it. I love, I, it's not I just, quite as good as my human chili cook-off one. But. It's true. Human wind chili cook-off. That was. Is that going to be a? That's our first T-shirt. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a newspaper. It says "Human Wind Chili Cookoff," and it's got a little picture of a trophy filled with chili, and like maybe a little finger sticking out or something. Yeah, we'll have to come out with another shirt that explains the first shirt. <laughs> no, no, that's what you do on the back. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Here's let's. Let me tell you, this is why this is funny. Chancellor Master <laughs> Two. <laughs> The good thing these only come in three, four, and five X because you're gonna need a lot of text. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you need the room for that. The extra small is just like you can't even. No, no, no. You can't even print them. No, it just, it just, gotta, it just it's just a URL. That's what I was gonna <laughs> it's say. It's a Bitly link. Yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> we have to do this now. I love it. Um, Look for that on our shop that doesn't exist yet. Yes. <laughs> Not if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> terrible joke. Terrible merch idea. <laughs> so. <clears throat> This movie does a lot of little silly things that are amazing, and one of my favorites is so they find out it's the it's the the psychiatrist is the one that that killed her, and he's coming after them now. They lock themselves in the the bathroom, and they think they're safe. And then he comes with a circular saw, and you see it come through the door, and it's like this big like would in a horror in a regular horror movie would be this big scary moment. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to him, and he's put on safety goggles. <laughs> <laughs> and then another moment. Uh, was his name Anton? I don't remember. His, I, something. Something. Something like that. Uh, he shows up, and the psychiatrist is like, oh, good, you're here, blah, 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 whatever. And then he takes out the knife, and is going to murder him. <laughs> and he's Anton, like, I need Anton's something, like, I need I need something, something to pry in here. He grabs the knife. Nope, that won't work. Throws it away. <laughs> perfect. Uh, the, uh, I think, yeah. I can't, I was just getting ready to say that I thought he was my favorite, but I 
I already said that about the mom, so that's not fair, I guess. I just keep doing it. Uh, I love, at one point, they end up, like, they're gearing up, right? They're gearing up for battle. And, like, they've got, I don't know, like, a rolling pin, a knife, and, like, a cheese grater yeah. on her on she, her forearm. She wears, like, a bracelet yeah, type thing. Like a cheese grater. Then she uses yeah. it on his face. I'm just like, oh. That would, that would actually hurt yeah, so bad. Yeah, <laughs> got cheese grater to the face. <laughs> um, and... Then the guy in the wall saves the day. Yeah. Because he's not a bad guy. No, he's a good guy. It turns out he he didn't kill anybody. He just witnessed it. I mean, he didn't he didn't report anything. This so. is not a movie you should listen to this before <laughs> you watch the movie. Yeah. So hopefully you remember that hopefully you've tuned in to minute forty five before <laughs> that's where you started. <laughs> So remember before when we used to put spo- would say spoilers before? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they know. Mm, they know. Spoilers. Yeah. This is like a cultural phenomenon. Who doesn't know about this? Exactly. <laughs> We're the number one podcast that comes up when you type Remake Me Podcast into Google. <laughs> Boom. If you specifically type our name in, <laughs> we, you were number one. You get there. <laughs> if you add the word podcast. Make sure you add the word podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. At least we don't have a .net or dot yeah. .biz. Yeah. Well, actually, the first thing that comes up is our iTunes result. That's cool. Yeah. Because that's, I'm sure, where most of you guys are listening. Yeah. I think we can look at that to find out. Yeah. yeah. We could be doing so much more. We really could. Yeah. <laughs> well, we put all of our Instead concentration. We're just talking about dicks. And <laughs> you're making c- CDs, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm so, again, if you want to bitch about the gift that I gave you, I will take it back. That's fine. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have many more notes for this. I have way less notes for the next movie because I decided I can't imagine there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of podcasts about horror movies. Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts about sci-fi. I assume there's some about like big dramatic like Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine there's a lot about comedies because I feel like it's just gonna be like, remember when they did that? That was yeah, funny. That was funny. That was that pretty joke. funny when they did remember that. Remember the knife thing? That was really funny. I didn't really think this movie was that funny. Remember when they did that? That wasn't funny. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very funny. <laughs> they called this a comedy. I don't think it was a comedy. No, you thought I did think that was funny. You did? That wasn't funny. I thought it was funny. I totally didn't laugh. Oh, well, here's what I did though. Oh, okay. You sh- can you sh- you should explain it why you did. This actually sounds better than our podcast. We yeah. should probably do this. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I have two notes for the next movie. <laughs> uh, Housebound overall, Justin, what do you think? I I really liked it. I I don't know, there's just something about the New Zealand accent that I find really fascinating, and I feel like it makes anything like ten percent better. It's like the old joke that British people just sound smarter, right? That's not the case with the the Kiwi accent, but it's probably ten percent funnier. That's <laughs> <laughs> why Reese Darby has a career. Uh, he's great. Who? But Reese Darby. R H Y S. Yes. I don't know who that is. He's the alpha male werewolf in the next movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's great. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Housebound. Thumbs up. Good. Uh, I love this. I think this was my favorite movie of that year when it came out. This is my favorite one. Um, I, the whole year? Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't uh, understand what was happening, but I tried to make a point not to figure things out. I don't know if that sounded like an excuse for being dumb or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might good have call. sounded. Good, I think good it job. might have sounded like that. No but one I, figured but I do, it out. But I do. But I do. Um, and I didn't. So every step of the way, you're like, okay, this is you. Like, if you weren't such a genius, like Justin, 
and you're a big dum dum like me, is you're going through you like all right, I understand what type of movie this is. This mm-hmm. is a movie that the ghost, okay, and th- and then it just changes, and then it changes, and then it changes, yeah. and it's really clever, and it's really really well done. I think. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? The shadows. It's funny. That's all I got. Uh, uh, synopsis. So it's a slice of life mockumentary about vampires living in living New Zealand together in a flat. Yeah, yeah. It just follows them kind of like day to day. It's got a little bit of an arc, but not a whole lot of one. Yeah. Um, My first note: mockumentary. Cool. <laughs> Just facts. Yeah. Just facts. His next note is just 2014. Okay. His third one is three years ago. I don't have a third one. Um, <laughs> I only have two. So the first thing uh, is the the song at the opening credits mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. I love, this is my third time I saw it, and every time I'm like, oh, I love that song, I got to look, and then I forgot. I didn't. So I looked it up. Um, it's called You're Dead. By Norma Tamiga or something. It's a woman. Okay. Which I didn't think it was. Um, and she's like got this big long history of of all kinds of like folk music and things that she did and everything. Uh, and it said like she had a relationship with Dusty Springfield and they moved in together and were secretly together and things like that and i was like i know dusty springfield's name i don't know anything what he does same here uh it's not a he it's a woman so that's why in like the 60s 70s or whatever they kind of had to keep it hush hush when they're both trying to like make these careers come up or whatever um it was interesting like and she's still kicking she's like still making music and she's like this folk artist and it's just like a really kind of eccentric like unique maybe hippie-ish woman or whatever and it was cool like i couldn't believe i'd never heard that song because that's kind of like our jam yeah exactly um yeah um the uh like there's little bits that i love Mm -hmm. right so they play with the tropes of the vampires so like the mirrors yeah you can't see yourself in the mirror as a vampire. Right. So like at one point he, early, he's like holding a cup. So he's moving the cup in front and then he's making a ghost sound. So it's a vampire <laughs> pretending that there's a ghost yeah. and that that's spooky. Ooh, and that's spo- cup. <laughs> but, but like yeah. the idea that the vampire would think the ghost would be spooky is hilarious to me. Yeah. They also couldn't, uh, Along with that trope, they couldn't see what they looked like, so they had to like try to draw pictures of each other so they could see how they looked when they were going out at night. Yeah, and things like that. Um, I love that. I loved that they played with the ages, mm-hmm. right? So they played with the ages uh, in that you know the guy that he, the woman that he had wanted for so many years, was almost a hundred years old at this point. Right. And okay, I don't know. <laughs> we just had a three-year-old walk into here. Hi. Okay, see you later. Okay, we're back. <laughs> what? <laughs> I recorded it. Okay, anyway. Uh, housebound. Housebound. No, no, no. What, what we, we do in the shadows. shadows. Um, so I was talking about the age, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I love, and they did it so perfectly because I feel like they could have expanded on it big, mm-hmm. but they just made it one perfect joke. 
So there's like little girls that are like nine or ten that were vampires, right? And they said like, "Oh, you're just kind of killing perverts." Like, yeah, we we get a pedophile. <laughs> like it was just <laughs> like that. That's so quick thing, but it's awesome. Like that's a whole movie in and of itself, yeah. man. Like if you're like a 500 year old vampire, mm-hmm. but you're in a nine year old girl's body, right? Like I want them to kill those dudes. Yeah, I don't, I love that it was just like some dude. It wasn't like typical like thin mustache it was just a dude was the pedophile because they are just they're just random dudes yeah um the uh the worm guy that uh had what did it what does tattoo on his neck say i i could i kept for the longest time trying to figure it out and the closest i got was taint like, I don't think it actually said taint, but I, for the longest time I was trying to figure it out. And the closest I can come up with is he just has a big tattoo on his neck that says taint. I just saw like tattoo on his neck. Yeah, I think it said taint. I'm not 100%. That's my, but that's my second note is Peter got him. <laughs> and I love Peter so much in this yeah, movie. Like it's, it's the classic Nosferatu. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's, he's just. Like, he's like 8,000 years old. Yeah. And they like try to like ask him if he wants to come to the meeting so yeah. that they can. So like a lot of this is just them bickering like the mm-hmm. same way that people live. Yeah. Like it one. literally starts off with him, Viago waking up and then going to wake up everyone else and saying flat meeting 15 minutes. So they can talk about doing dishes and yeah. things like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, and with Peter he's like. You, you can come if you want. Maybe I'll bring you a broom to sweep up these skeletons. <laughs> anyway, I brought you a chicken. <laughs> He's like trying to be passive aggressive with like, yeah. you got a messy, you got skeletons all over, Peter. What's going on? And uh, I love the the vampire scale, you know, being hundreds of years, thousands yeah. of years. Because he's like, you haven't done the dishes in five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like the chore wheel hasn't been spun in five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like uh, he he has the same thing like where he kind of forgot about his servant and his yeah. servant like because for him it's not that long it's only been like fifty sixty years yeah but his servants aged that much as a human <laughs> he's just like I've wasted my life waiting for you he's and, just, and he just is awkwardly like Ugh, like yeah. the same way like. If you show up at a podcast and didn't bring your podcast partner a birthday present, you'd just be like, Ugh, just kind of brush it under the rug. Yeah, it'd be weird. That would be awkward. Um, but yeah, it's just like he's showing him technology. It's like, oh, this is Skype. You can call your own master. And that's all it was. It's like, hi, you put me in the wrong box. Just so you know. And the other guy's like, master, you were supposed to turn me into a vampire. He's like, oh, hang, how do I hang up? Hang, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, they had another line where they were teaching him. They said, "Like you can ask Google any question." He's like, "Ask him where I left my my scarf." <laughs> I lost a really nice seventeen hundred nineteen twenty three or something. Uh, the because uh, I guess that's not what it's for. He's like, "No, put it put it in the Google." <laughs> my mom uses the word Google to mean to do anything on the computer. Yeah, uh, like she'll be like, "I was googling my email the other day." <laughs> no, you weren't, mom. You're checking your email. No, I was googling it. No. No, you weren't, Mom. <laughs> um, Nick gets into the house. Like he's flying into the house, mm-hmm. and he flies in like feet first, like in this. And I love all the flying in this yeah. movie because all the flying is like stilted and awkward. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're obviously on wires, right. but it adds to it in some weird way where they're like, 
pausing and like bouncing back and forth a little mm-hmm. bit and it's like uh, oh they cut here because the wires couldn't go through that you know yeah exactly they but cut right when the wires hit the window <laughs> sill, basically <laughs> but all of it like when they like they start arguing over that flat meeting and they mm-hmm. both like the, equiv- <laughs> the equivalent of like yeah. bumping chest but they yeah. do it by flying up yeah. and you can tell the actors are just a little unsteady on the wires mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then like viago lands and he's just like okay like obviously he he was supposed to walk away, but his wires weren't quite. <laughs> they were still a little taut. Yeah, and then he gets to awkwardly walk away. It's great. Um, but it really adds to it. Like, and not in a che- it doesn't look cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it adds to it because the movie isn't cheap. Like, there's some real real effects in the right. movie. Yeah. Uh, like one of the opening things they just casually throw out that Jermaine Clement can't really. He's not very good at changing in animals. He never gets the face right. Mm-hmm. So. Nick is running through the house, and all of a sudden, you see like a cat, but with Jermaine Clement's face. Yeah. Yes, like. <laughs> well, before that, in the like very opening scene, he's like off. He's in his room, but like off in some other weird dimension oh, on the yeah. uh, ceiling, like in some weird vampire yeah. orgy. Yeah. Um, and then there's another scene like where they turn into bats a time or two. Mm-hmm. And my favorite bat one. Fight. My favorite one is when he grabs it. So one turns into a bat. The other still in human form and he grabs him out of midair and throws the bat version of him against a wall yeah but then when he hits the wall he turns into human and like it looks great yeah i can't complain about it at all there's another scene where one of the guys is like in a backpack and he throws him across the room in the backpack mm-hmm. and it looks great and he's like so, climbing out so don't My take favorite part about the throwing the bat thing is uh, everyone was like that was a real dick move <laughs> <laughs> like a violated sub unwritten rule yeah. that you don't you don't fight a bat in human form like because you right. could just punch a bat like yeah. you could just break his wing and he's just upset because he ripped his jacket yeah. <laughs> somehow coming unbat he ripped his jacket um the uh where was oh so i was talking about nick coming in feet first right mm-hmm. so it completely reminded me the three-year-old that you all just met a few minutes ago um, uh, for recently got them a basketball hoop. My kids a basketball hoop, mm-hmm. and the basketball went under the car. So it's me, and my wife, my two kids outside. The basketball goes under the car. So we tell him to get it. Yeah. Unlike any normal human being in the world, my three year old decides the best plan of attack to get this basketball from the car is to lay on his back. And feet first, try to squiggle forward and use his feet to grab like a pair of scissors, this basketball, and then come back out. And that had happened the same day that I was watching this movie. And it made me laugh so hard watching Nick trying to come in feet first through the window because it looked exactly like my son. Like neither one of these two guys know what they're doing. Like my son has never gotten a car out. This guy has never flown into a window as a, right. as a bat. And I feel like part of the reason that might be in the movie is because they were trying to figure out how to have him come in the movie. Like, if they have him wired, and like, wait, how's he going to come in the wind? I don't know this. Yeah. One, but, like, if he's coming in, they're like, well, could go in feet first. Well, that'd be awkward. Okay, perfect. It's awkward. That's yeah. exactly what we need to do. Yeah. Um, he wasn't good. He was only, he'd only been a vampire for two months. He wasn't good at it. Either. No, he wasn't. Um, he went around town telling everybody that he was a vampire. Right. Told a vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. And got, like, yeah, you know, you know, Twilight. I'm like Twilight. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines. You're like, I'm I'm Twilight. I'm the, the main Twilight guy. I'm him. <laughs> <laughs> he tells a vampire hunter uh, who gets Peter killed. Yeah, which I'm a is... vampire hunter. Ah, uh, no, you're not. Nah, I'm a vampire though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> uh, 
the uh, they end up meeting up with some werewolves, whose oh, alpha you, male yeah, was. You just go by. He winds up getting Peter killed. Like, sorry, <laughs> this <laughs> is like he's, he was only three thousand so years the, old. The, the premise is eight thousand years old. The premise of this is that it's a documentary film crew following them around, and uh, the vampires have agreed not to not to kill them. <laughs> That's like in the beginning, and so like the documentary, like they're filming them, and. Uh, Vladislav is like, "Hey, turn that off." Our, our friend just been in a freak uh, sunlight accident. Turn that off. Okay, that wasn't that funny. I thought it was funny. Oh, I thought you were sorry. <laughs> I just I thought I, there was. It's just one of those moments, that, like those tiny moments that this whole movie, the movie's just filled with. Yeah. Like, uh, he looks. He has a very certain look. And he's like, I, I let, in my in my younger days, I, w- I would torture people, I would poke them, with uh, with sticks, and you're like, oh, he's they're trying to say he's Vlad the Impaler. Exactly. They called me Vladislav the Poker. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> I should have seen you subverting that. I should have seen it coming. You Good got job. me. You got me again. <laughs> and they were saying like he's kind of depressed, like so he doesn't use his torture room anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's not been really feeling it, so he hasn't yeah. used his torture dungeon in such a very long time. <laughs> Ever since he met up with the beast, the beast. And every time they say that, they show this picture, this weird creature with two arrows in it and a, just a dick and balls right in the middle of it, <laughs> just center, center of its body, just dick and balls. We we promised there would be penises coming yeah, back. There you, you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, um, so the, they meet up with the werewolves, mm-hmm. who is important to note are werewolves, not swearwolves, right? Because they're gentlemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my favorite part about there's all right, there's two moments that I love with these this interaction with them the first time. So the first one is is the one guy gets they like say like, Oh, you guys are just smelling each other's crotches or whatever. He's like, Hey or no, you guys are busy you smelling smell your, your own, own crotch. crotch. He's yeah. like, No, we smell each other's crotches. Like Don't you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one vampire pretends to throw a stick. <laughs> <laughs> like and the one, one of them just like peels off and it's important like, no. if you didn't see this movie it's important they're in human form yeah. still yeah so they're he, humans they're in they're humans and he pretends to throw a stick and the one guy starts to run after the pretend stick that he threw <laughs> also it's a pack of uh vampires the vampire group and stew who's and a human stew, who's a human yeah he's who everybody loves maybe my favorite character in this whole movie but he's not at all he's not like, a character that's at all. what i love is that everybody talks about how much they love him and he doesn't do a thing there's no reason to like this guy like, I'm not saying you dislike him, but <laughs> you're just told about how great he is, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah. I just love that, like, uh, Nick, like, he's talking to the camera with Stu right there, and then he hypnotizes Stu so he doesn't know. He's like, you won't remember what, I did, what I'm saying. And he's like, I, I, can't, I can't tell him I'm a vampire. Like, he's my mate. I'm not going to eat him. But, you know, I just, I just want to tell him. And he's like, you can remember now. And just, like, hypnotizes him. And then... They have this whole run in with the werewolves and you and then they just pan to Stu who just has no idea what's going on. <laughs> no, nothing. He's just seen werewolves kind of transform. <laughs> yeah. Did uh did you get the Lost have you seen Lost Boys? Mm-hmm. So you got that the worms reference. So, yeah. but not only that, did you call it before? No. See, that's I, the thing that Lost I love. Boys to, wasn't one of those. Yeah, touchstones. But, but I love for me, and I think for most horror fans, mm-hmm. when they do that, they're like, "Wait a minute, that's from Lost." Oh, you did it to me. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, you got me again because yeah. you knew what I was gonna say right there. That's exactly the way I yeah. felt. I was like, "Wait a minute, dude, that was from Lost." Bo- oh, he just said Lost Boys. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> and then Lady Trans- 
Nick tries to do it with uh, French fries. It doesn't work. For fr- <laughs> they always they already have to look like worms for that to work. <laughs> and so he just eats one, yes. and it just vomits blood violently <laughs> in the <laughs> the alley for like five minutes. Um, they end up meeting up with the beast. Uh, the I have one one part that bothers me about this movie every time. Mm-hmm. So they meet they they go to like the the ball with vampires and werewolves and like all of these creatures. There's zombies. The zombies are terrible looking, and they're not. I don't think they add anything to it at all. I I think it's just kind of funny to to have zombies in it. That you it's like the first zombie you see is just like talking like a normal person, like you know they. They don't like they, the stereotypes and everything, and then two more zombies show up. Just uh, and he's like, "Man, they're looking, making me look bad." Yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, remember when we talked about that comedy <laughs> podcast? I was like, oh, "I didn't think this was funny." You thought that was funny? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I was too much like they're in like a bowling alley, and. They ha- they're having a raffle for a dude. It's just like more of those little things that yeah. I loved. Um, anything else for what we do in the shadows? They're uh, making a spinoff. They're making a spinoff about the, the werewolf gang. Are they? Mm-hmm. Reese Darby. Great. So, uh, was he hey. like their manager in? Yeah, in Flight of the Concord. Yeah, yeah. 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 I heard they got offered some like crazy absurd amount to do like a season three for that. And they were like, no, we're good. Like they just kept turning down more and more and more money so they could do their own thing, which like, I respect. Yeah. And then he did Rio. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it's a voiceover gig. It's it's res- Reese or Jermaine or Jermaine. So, I don't know how much Reese had to do with it. I don't know. The I don't think he was much of a creative force, but no, I think it was mostly Brett. We were Jermaine. talking about him, so yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I don't have much else. Uh, I think. This movie was made for me. Like, it's about horror movie, or it's yeah. about horror tropes and things like that. I think that it's cool that it sounds, to me, like it bypassed that niche audience. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe not entirely, because I, I really like this. My girlfriend kept telling me how awful this movie is. What? Like, it's terrible. She loves uh, Eagle vs. Shark. She loves Jermaine Clement. Uh, and just how awful this movie was. And I was just like, well, I got to watch it for the podcast. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it and take notes. Maybe it'll be really bad and I'll get to know. It was just perfectly really good. Just not happy for her, <laughs> I guess. Oh, so what was her? Did she have any just and that's what's hard to argue it's just about. General you hatred. can't yeah. you, you can't argue about comedy. That's if the you thing. don't if you don't buy in, if you don't like it's absurdist comedy. Mm-hmm. And if like Monty Python's not for everybody, I don't think this movie is for everybody like you have to find those little stupid details funny because that's what this movie is. It's just a bunch of little stupid details. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find that kind of humor funny, you're not going to find this movie funny at all. Yeah, she's more of a Adam Sandler girl. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> she's more of a uh, French kiss kind of girl. I don't know what that is. It's a romantic comedy. Oh. When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah, I know. So she wants to see a random heroine fall down on their way down the steps to a prom. No, she, that's she hilarious. Hates, she hates those kind of 
romantic comedies. She likes the romantic comedies that came in like right before that, like the eighties and nineties, hmm. not the like two thousands. So she has twenty movies that she has to watch over and over. She watches French Kiss an absurd amount of times. I don't even know what that is. Um, all right, Housebound or What We Do in the Shadows. I really like them both. Um, I'm as much as I love What We Do in the Shadows. I'm gonna go Housebound. I think I have to also like because for the Daniel Stern cameo. <laughs> <laughs> all back I think what we do in the shadows uh, is hilarious I think that it's got a lot of rewatchability sort of but I can't rewatch comedies like other people can like I feel like it loses it on me whereas I feel like Housebound is a better movie in its construction Mm -hmm. Uh, its screenplay has got to be super super solid like that had to have been tight before they went to film right Um, yeah, so with all the love that I have for what we do in the shadows, Housebound has the edge. Next week. Next week. Tom Karosik will be here. Mm-hmm. He's going to be bringing a little something. Mm-hmm. So everybody get excited for that. A little something. No, um, little something. So at this point, it should be pretty obvious if Tom's showing up with something, how I feel about the movie. At least one of the movies, right? Yeah. Um, so there's probably no point in me hiding it you know being coy about anything mm-hmm. um this i hadn't seen either of these movies um until less than a year ago but in the meantime like the amount of love that i have for them like is arguably like the quickest that i've had like we talked about how much i loved Ernest scared stupid and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that was like a nostalgia and growing right this is not this was like 30 something year old russ watching these movies and being like oh look at what the hell this is i love it so much um so the first one and this is going to be uh tom's first pairing for sequels so the first cohen over cohen regarding sequels i just want to say uh before i do this that the damage that tom laid is still here your your poster is still on the floor yeah it's not you said that like it's in shambles on the floor it's leaned up again sitting on the floor leaned up against the wall it's it's still fucked up yeah i don't know what you want me to say i don't have i it's not on you i just think it's funny you just go he broke that shit that shit's still broken (laughs) i find that funny (laughs) all right what do we got next week justin west craven presents wishmaster be careful what you wish for uh this is another one of those <laughs> covers that, <laughs> see, the segment doesn't work. If, you know, can't we just have, like, From Beyond or Dungeon Master every, every week? Every week? <laughs> those covers are great. So this, there's, like, a little ball of light that some sort of weird genie vampire face is coming out of. So I'm going to assume it's, like, a vampire genie. Okay, what's it about? What are we going to see, Justin? Uh, some... So, you know, like in all those stories, be careful what you wish for, the uh, needful things and uh, those kind of things. The Have monkey you see needful things? It's, I know it's through Rick and Morty. Oh. They skewer it on there. I gotta, I gotta watch you this You gotta show. watch Rick and Morty. You, you like, it's like every horror thing that you know is through that show. I'm <laughs> always excited. I'm always excited. I'm like, you know who David Cronenberg is? I know Rick and Morty. Oh, you know who? You know Lawnmower Man? Or Rick and Morty. They do a great skewering of uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street that I really enjoy. 
Uh, I'm going to assume it's like a genie that goes on a rampage, kind of monkey paw type. You wish for something and it comes true, but there are consequences they didn't account for. Okay. But with maybe an evil genie twist. Much different. What's our second feature, Justin? Wishmaster 2. <laughs> evil never dies. I like that this is just... The text is aligned center, but it's not centered in the poster. <laughs> evil has been summoned dot 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 again <laughs> like it's, it's trying so hard like they were given this one tagline and told him they told him to put it on the poster and like they didn't they didn't know what to do with it they didn't have enough this is just a close-up of his eyes it's it's more vampire okay. genie stuff keep keep telling me something and i'm going to give you something more to riff on okay uh this is part of a four film four film pack which is weird. It's got Wishmaster, Wishmaster 2, Leprechaun, and Pumpkinhead 2. Not not Pumpkinhead and Pumpkinhead 2. Just just Pumpkinhead 2 and Leprechaun. Which okay. uh, Jennifer Aniston owns. So this is owns? Yeah. She uh so Jennifer Aniston is obviously in this movie. Uh she shows her boobies in the movie. When she got Friends Famous with her Friends money, she bought the rights to the Leprechaun movie and edited her boobs out. I didn't know that. So future releases don't have her boobs in it. Cool. So does that one? I have no idea. Oh. I assume not. Watching it right now. Um, okay, so we're, that's actually not what we're watching. That's what, that's the movies we're watching. That's not the discs we're watching. Okay. They just... So I'm. this is cool for me slash a little like the the band geek like the hipster band geek in me mm-hmm. that's always like that's my band i like that band first like we did lawnmower man that was a big deal right and then scream factory's coming out with the blu-ray the new version like because I, of us totally it's it's our it's because of us but no, no, no i mean just like we were yelling about this and stuff like i imported the director's cut mm-hmm. and now the blu-ray's coming out with the director's cut on there so i didn't need to import it right yeah um, there's another movie we're going to talk about in two weeks um, that I've been beating the drum about for a long time, and they just announced a new 4K restoration of it and stuff like that. And like we've got this planned yeah. to do this with it. Wishmaster, uh, Tom and I have had this done for a while. We've had the video done. We've been ready, but we just weren't ready to put it out yeah. or anything. You never involved me in this because you're, you're and and they just came out with the Wishmaster Blu-ray set which I never got the opportunity to watch when I was doing all this, but I just just got it. Um, so I'm going to give you the cover. We're only watching the first two films, mm-hmm. um, but this is the cover to the four-film set, so maybe this will give you a little bit more. Uh, so it's a, a, it's a dude with his hand, right? But he's like half dude, half demon? Split down the middle, and his hand is like half human hand, half demonic hand. He's holding some sort of gem. And I assume he's sitting on a throne. The demon half of the throne is all like spikes and snakes and skulls. And the other half is just money. He's got a... It's just a chair made of money. So I'm going to assume there's probably some... This is made in the 80s. So I assume the 80s, right? Nope. 90s? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I think that was still in the, like, evil businessman era, right? <laughs> I thought you were going to argue that you were right by saying it was in the 80s when it was in the 90s. You were going to be like, oh, the 90s were really part of the 80s, so I think I was right about that one. Everybody knows the 90s didn't start until 1994. You've been away from your mic for a long time. I get, just get up there, I rub it on your face, and it's it a penis. I had to look at the thing. You were just crying. Um, all right. But so. yeah, I, I'm assuming like the evil businessman gets once power gets it, but there are consequences. Perfect, Justin. What else you got? Mm, Daniel Stern. 